everyone. This is episode 498 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, July 16th, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Meza, and today I'm going to be talking about Onrush, which is a racing-ish game that came out a month or so ago, and it recently got a free trial, 60 minutes, on Xbox One, and I played through all of that. I've got some things to say about that game. Oh, yes, I do. And then I played some Mushroom Wars 2 and Fortnite on my Switch. And I took it out of the dock to play those games. I haven't done that in a while. And that was that was something. And then I don't think I have anything really movie-wise to talk about. I did rewatch Surf's Up in my attempt to look through my collection and be like, do I want this? And I remember liking Surf's Up because it was weird and different, and I still like it. If you've never seen Surf's Up, it's with Shia LaBeouf and other people. You have uh, Jeff Bridges as a surfer dude. But it's formatted in a documentary type of style. And for an animated movie, that's weird. But it's also cool, and it works. It works surprisingly well. The documentary crew is not humans either. They're just other penguins. And there, there's like a chicken in there and other stuff. But it's it's a surprisingly solid little animated picture. It doesn't look that great. It's from 2007, so it is a bit old and it just doesn't... It looks fine in that, given that it's, uh, you know, penguins and all that and ice and whatnot. It's not as detail-oriented in general. But, you know, it's definitely aged a bit. But it's an enjoyable little thing. And then I started rewatching 12 Strong because I feel like my opinion on it when I first saw it in theaters was really soured by the fact that I did not get my new prescription yet. So my, my uh, prescription was a bit out of date and not strong enough. And also, the theater I saw that in was is a terrible theater that doesn't turn all the lights on on their screens so they're somewhat dark and dimmer around the edges and in spaces uh, and it varies from theater to theater in there and it was on one of the bad screens the especially bad screens are a lot of dark scenes in 12 strong and on you know adding in my weaker prescription it just wasn't an enjoyable experience it was the movie and experience that made me say I am never going to that theater ever again but I may have to make an exception because it does get a lot of indie films that don't make it to other theaters I go to so they have that new I think it's called Leave No Trace Ben Foster movie where he and his daughter live in the woods and then they get found and try to acclimate to living a normal life and whatnot which looks really good, and I really like Ben Foster, and it's supposed to be really good. But I've been rewatching 12 Strong, and about like 45 minutes in, and I'm enjoying it more this time. So there's that, and I hear that it's raining outside now. How wonderful. But um, other than that, not much really watching-wise. Uh, I was watching The Wrestler, and I'm like, eh, this is okay, but I don't need to keep this and home for the holidays mm, no 
I don't know why I ever got this in the first place. It's it's fine, but then it tries to get serious and it doesn't work. And Home for the Holidays is just another of those family things that, oh, look at the quirky little family. And, of course, in every quirky family Christmas, Thanksgiving type of thing, that's the one thing I'll give it. It's a Thanksgiving movie, and I don't know how many Thanksgiving movies there are. I don't know. I can't remember if The Family Stone is another Thanksgiving movie, but they're kind of similar because they both have, oh, look, there's the gay one. Here's this one. It's like, ugh, just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, before I hit Onrush and all the games, I do want to also talk about the 2018 summer anime season, which I've only posted one, no, two, I believe, two reviews of the first episodes so far this season of various series. And I've got, I don't know, a dozen more that I've got to record. I have recorded four, and I'm trashing all of those, but I do have one currently in the bank ready to go. And the reason why I've had difficulty recording these and I've trashed a few of them already is because the summer 2018 season, as far as new series goes, has to be one of the worst seasons in quite a while. There is not a single new series so far, and I've only watched the stuff that's on Crunchyroll. I haven't checked what's new on High Diver or Amazon, but the stuff on Crunchyroll has done absolutely nothing for me. There are maybe three series that I am cautiously optimistic about, and probably the badminton one is the one that I'm like, I. it was a solid first episode, and I'm kind of interested in seeing where this goes. But then there are a few more. I think Angels of Death is one where... I didn't enjoy the episode because it's just following this young girl as she's being terrorized by a handful of psychopaths. I'm like, why do I want to watch this series if this is all it's going to be? But I'm cautiously optimistic because of the key art and because it ends in a way that I think maybe she might team up with this other psychopath and maybe it won't just be her being terrorized the whole time. I don't know. But I'm going to give that one a few more episodes and then there was another one yeah the, there's cells at work i believe it's called which is about uh the the lives of the cells in our body so it gives them human form and it's a really interesting idea but it i don't i don't think in execution it worked that well i don't think a lot of the humor landed but because i think it's such an interesting idea and it's different I'm going to give that one a few more episodes as well. But other than that, I don't think anything's really stood out new-wise. And that's both good and bad. It's bad because it sucks that there just aren't that many great series this season. I would love to watch some great new series. I always love watching anime. I love anime a lot. So I want something new that's great every single season. But it's also good because it means I don't, have to watch not that i have to any season but i don't feel the need to watch too many series this season and that means i'll have more time for either games or just to catch up on some series that i've missed out on for whatever reason like uh i think it was scum's wish on amazon which was something i didn't watch in the moment because i'm like i am not in the mood for this i know what this is going to be it's well done but man i do not want to deal with this right now so i can go back to that or other series, etc. Um, yeah, it's it's 
a very, very weak season for new stuff. He's, you know, there's still My Hero Academia continuing. I think Steins Gate Zero is continuing. I haven't been watching that because I, it's been so long since I watched the original that I'm not, I'm not at all familiar enough to feel comfortable jumping on. And I tried to watch the first episode last season or whenever it started, and I was like, I don't remember. I no, can't do this. And that's kind of the case with Free which I had no idea was returning, but returned. And I'm like, uh, this still looks pretty. I can appreciate these male figures as well, but this one character who he's like, oh, that's from back then. I'm like, was he in the series before? Because I don't remember that one at all. But um, yeah, that's that's your anime minute and four more. So Onrush. Onrush is a racer that is unlike other racers in that it's not about getting in first place it's not about placing at all you're not trying to get into the top three you're trying to help your team win in and i've only played the trial so i've only played an hour but in one of two modes there's a mode i believe that's called what's it called i can't remember the name I, i know countdown is the one where both teams start at a certain with a certain um, uh, number of seconds and it's constantly counting down and you gain more time by going through little checkpoints little gates and you're just trying to outlive your opponents and then the other one it's you against the other team trying to get to i believe 7500 points before the other team and it's best out of 3 so first uh, team to win 2 rounds wins the the match and the way it works is that, like, the points one, you get points for boosting, you get points for taking out other enemies, you get points for taking out these fodder uh, vehicles that are sort of black and white and clutter the area and help and increase your boost thing as well as jumps and tricks and stuff like that. And the thing I love about Onrush is that it is just so much damn fun it is just pure fun it's the most fun i've had with any game this year and it's such a pleasant little diversion in the racing genre it's it's a nice change of pace in that anyone can contribute to the team this is a game that is it's not about getting in first it's not about placing. You don't have to worry and constantly check what place am I in and, and, and be so focused on that to feel like you're actually accomplishing something. You could be in the back, but you're taking out vehicles. You're still scoring points. You're boosting. You're doing this. Um, you each There are eight vehicles, I believe, and they all have different abilities and attributes. So some will drop down little pieces that will slow down other vehicles there are ones that have uh drops that will if you're rushing if you're in the rush mode which is when you get full boost um and you you raise this meter and just put you in the super mode uh you'll drop like these things that will blind other opponents and there are vehicles that will drop little bits that will let other teammates boost and, and gain more boost and I love it because you don't have to be a great driver in order to feel like you're accomplishing something, like you're contributing to the team. And that's great because not everyone's great at driving games. But I think there's a, an appeal to driving games to, a, to more 
than those who are just really good at driving because who doesn't like to go fast? And there's a lot of excitement in that kind of uh, thing. And that's what Honor Rush does incredibly well. It's the most fun I've had with a racer since like Burnout Revenge, uh, even more so than stuff like Split Second or something, which was still enjoyable. But this is this is something special. Yeah, and it's it's similar to the kind of crazy excitement that was also uh, prevalent in the Motorstorm series. And I think some of those people may have may be on the team who made this game. But it's just a lot of a lot of fun and it, it runs super well it looks great it sounds great it feels great the, the, the i mean that's a huge thing in racing games is how does it feel to actually drive the car and it feels great the controls feel super tight and i always feel like i'm in control of my vehicle and it's just an absolute blast to play even if like i'm having a bad round and maybe i'm getting wrecked a lot i still feel absolutely fantastic playing it and it's a game that I know my father would have a blast playing because it's not he doesn't have to worry about getting in the first place. He's just like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just driving. I'm driving real fast. I'm staying in the pact. I'm destroying these cars. I'm destroying the fodder ones, and he'll actually be contributing to the team and feeling like he's doing something. And I really like that about it. And it's super sad that it hasn't found an audience. And I think part of that is that I I don't understand why, but when the beta went live it it soured a lot of people and i don't get it because i i know that there are people who are like you know if i'm not fighting for a place what's the point the point is you're fighting with your teammates that's the point you're doing that and even if you're just playing by yourself it's still a lot of fun with the bots but you're you're not fighting for a place you're fighting with your friends isn't that fun isn't that what you like to do in stuff like overwatch or other competitive games, competitive team things? Like, are you just uh, always a lone wolf when you're playing Rocket League? Are you playing as a team sport? Are you playing like, no, I'm the LeBron James. I don't need to play with others. I'm just going to do everything myself. It's like, I, I, it, I, maybe it's just that those who are fans of racers aren't typically fans of working together. They're, they're all people who are very selfish and just want to look out for themselves because that's typically the way racing games work. I don't know, but on rush is just a lot of fun. And I also love the way the, the loot boxes work in the game. And I don't believe you can purchase them, but you get them for like, uh, finishing races and whatnot. And when you open them, a car drives and just smashes it to pieces. And I love that every time it happens, the music is great too. And especially in rush mode, rush mode just feels awesome. But I can't recommend checking out the game highly enough. You can play it for free for an hour right now on Xbox One. I'm not sure if there's a trial on PlayStation. And I'm really hoping that there's a sale very soon because I believe it was $35 on PSN not too long ago. And it hasn't yet been on sale on Xbox. So I'm hoping that when the, the new sales go live tonight, Onrush will be part of that because it's it's hard for me and I think uh, plenty of people to purchase the game at full price when it's a month or so after launch and you kind of expect uh, a sale at that point, even on big games that sell really well. But when a game doesn't sell all that way, well, like, you know, and you can still play single player, you can't play against bots. But there is also that concern when deciding whether or not to pick it up, you know, well, will this be supported at all? 
there's not going to be it, will it have a community at all or am i just going to be playing against bots and will they never support anything never update it and add this or fix this or that you know that's always a concern in these kind of situations but i adore the time i put into onrush and who knows it could get old really fast too i'm not really sure but uh you know and it's something that can maybe really benefit from being added to xbox game pass we, we shall see or not see uh, and it's not on pc which i found surprising um and who knows i know there's one in the works but given how poorly it's done on consoles maybe that won't actually happen then other than on rush i have played a bit of mushroom wars 2 which is a, a strategy game similar to a lot of iOS games. I'm not sure if Mushroom Wars was on iOS or what. I, I believe it was on PC. I'm not sure if it was also on iOS. But like, I can't remember if it was like Galcon and all those really old, like five plus year old strategy games that were, you know, you hit, you start off on like your own little base and then you're sending troops to different areas, different. Uh, like either lookout points or towers or what have you to take control of them and you're trying to take control of the entire board the entire map and i like those games a lot but in the time i've put into mushroom wars 2 so far i find there to be one big problem for me that makes the experience frustrating and that is the simple fact that i am not enjoying the controls uh because you use the right bumper on the switch and i'm playing on switch um to toggle on your arrow which which you turn uh with the analog stick and decide where you want to send your troops to this tower or this little like base and i find that to be rather finicky and doesn't always pick the place i want it I would say at least a third of the time it would send it would auto correct auto adjust to the wrong space and I would accidentally send troops to an area I didn't want to and then I would lose a base because of that and that was a really frustrating uh, thing uh, I did not enjoy that and I wish unless maybe it does I don't know I, I think I checked but it didn't I want it to have touch controls so badly because that's one of the things that made it so great on an iPad, these types of games where you just you click on the base that you want to send troops from and then you just you just touch to the other one. You swipe your finger to that base and then they go. And that felt great. But using the analog stick and it having this really, really strong auto adjustment uh, thing to it it just was not being cooperative at all and that was just so frustrating and it doesn't make me want to keep playing past the few hours i put into the game uh, and there is multiplayer and all that but i just i find the control so frustrating at this point that i don't feel all that much desire to actually keep with it uh, but maybe i'll go back to it i don't know and then I played one match, just one match of Fortnite on Switch, just to see what it was like. Because when I was playing Mushroom Wars at night, kind of rage quit at first. I was like, oh, uh, Fortnite's on the dashboard. I forgot. I downloaded this on this. Uh, I forgot it even came out on Switch. Well, I, that's a stretch. I did not forget it came out on Switch. I just really forgot that I even downloaded it on Switch because I can't remember the last time I turned on my Switch. 
And I played a match, and I was like, huh, this is Fortnite. This is cool that I can play Fortnite in the handheld mode, and it's just Fortnite-ass Fortnite. It doesn't feel super great control-wise, but it's Fortnite, and it's running, and it's running well, and it's Fortnite. And since I never logged into my Fortnite, my Epic account on PlayStation 4, all my stuff from my Xbox One account is there. This is awesome. This is genuinely cool. I like this. <laughs> and then, you know, I didn't play another match. But I'm... It's something that makes me kind of... Honestly, the Switch is the the place where I think I'd play the most Fortnite because I still prefer PUBG. And I don't play either at this point. But if I'm going to play one, I'd much rather play PUBG because I prefer the tension over the craziness of Fortnite and the whole building. I can't, I can't do that. I don't get it. It does not compute up here. But um, that's all I've played, watched, done, what have you. So that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my Animalist, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush 3 The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Normal Podcast which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to check out the art I do, which is crazy and kooky and very colorful, and if you're watching the video, you'll see some of it in the background, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out there. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And, as I mentioned, there's a video of this here podcast, which you can find over at youtube.com slash sausage. Why you would do that, I don't know. But you can do that. You can be stupid. I mean, you know, you're already listening to this. So you're pretty dumb. Is that a good way to treat your audience? Is you tell them they're dumb? You're the smartest person in the world. I'm the dumb one. And this dumb one is going to say...